schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now hello oh that was <laughs> been nauseating at the end right oh but they did it hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 21, Auburn, the Big 12 SEC Challenge, the final challenge. And West Virginia finishes the challenge with a win, 2-0 versus the SEC this year. Two-game winning streak. They hold on. Ooh, they hold on to beat Auburn 80 to 77 in front of a sold out Coliseum. And I mentioned on the last episode, Auburn elite defense, elite offensive rebounding. So how did West Virginia do against those two strengths? Well, offensive rebounding and total rebounding, pretty much a wash. Auburn got a few extra chances. West Virginia matched. I think Auburn won the total rebounding battle by one. So you break even there. And so how did West Virginia fare against Auburn's defense? They got the 80, and it wasn't an extremely fast-paced game. And so that tells you that West Virginia's shot-making was back. Uh, I guess it helps to get out of conference, you know? It helps to be at home, obviously. But to not face a Big 12 team, it really helps the shooting. And one guy especially looked great against a non-Big 12 team. And he hasn't looked great for a while, but he was great today. Eric Stevenson, take a bow. Wow. Career high, 31 points. That was, he's been in the crotch grab funk. He's out for one game. He is out of it. 31 points, seven three-pointers. And the man had 18 in the first half, and West Virginia had a big lead at halftime because of those 18 points. But his 13 points in the second half were all needed, and they were all clutch. I mean, it's a 17-point lead for WVU early in the second half. Auburn, of course, the shots that they were missing in the first half, they weren't missing in the second half. And Auburn cuts it to 9, and then Stevenson makes a 3 to push it back to 12. And then later... Auburn trades threes. Joe Toussaint makes one. Then Auburn makes one. West Virginia comes back down, and Stevenson shoots an NBA three, makes it, and a five-point lead becomes an eight-point lead. And then the two big ones with under four minutes left. Auburn, at the last TV timeout, gets an and one, except they miss the free throw to tie it. So West Virginia up one. Toussaint finds Eric on the right wing. Cash, WVU up four. You know, West Virginia, they made their free throws today, but they got some help from Auburn. The guy misses the and one, and then they're back to the line with a chance to tie. They make one of two. So West Virginia has the ball up one, taking it out of bounds from the baseline, and Stevenson cuts to the right corner, heavily guarded, jumps with Stevenson as he shoots the three from the corner and it goes in and puts West Virginia up four. like all of these shots 
where Auburn's making the comeback were critical in West Virginia getting the win today. They needed all of them, and he was there. And then cut to the end of the game, Stevenson, he misses one of two to make it a little more gut-wrenching at the end. Auburn misses the three to, to send the game into overtime. And West Virginia wins. That's another break, you know? That's another break where you give them a chance and they're able to hold on. And so 31 points, all of them needed with multiple guys struggling today offensively. And so credit to Auburn's defense. But Trey Mitchell, Emmett Matthews, Joey Toussaint, they were combined six for 25 today. That is not a winning ratio. And we got to watch out here. Trey Mitchell, that single-digit scoring in three of the last four games, I think he's due to bounce back. Emmett Matthews, three straight games with single-digit scoring, just seemed kind of out of it today. Toussaint was good. Like, he made clutch free throws, had that assist to Stevenson. Like, he was active, and he's he's providing things that are not – uh, making shots and his his two shots were clutch shots so credit to Joey Toussaint not concerned about him but we got to watch those guys because two of the three are in a funk here and I hope both bounce back soon but in that situation you need Stevenson to break out of the crotch grab slump and he did it and he did it in a big way and he was emotional today he was hyped up, but it didn't cross the line. It was it seemed more positive. Uh, there was one point where he was yelling um, in a jump ball situation and got the conversation with the ref, but it seemed like a constructive conversation. And he held it in check, and he is the overwhelming MVP today. Played 38 minutes, great performance by arm sleeve Steve. And so again, Tucson wasn't a wasn't a, wasn't a net negative today. He was out there especially with Kedrian Johnson kind of struggling with foul trouble and so Stevenson's help today was from the three bigs and they all contributed some more than others. Great day by Jimmy Bell Jr., 15 points, 7 rebounds, 3 steals. Made all of his free throws, so my man went five for five today, so credit to him. Mo Wagi, he had two points. It was a slow motion. <laughs> it was a slow motion driving layup from the around the foul line, and so that was memorable in his seven minutes. And once again, Trey Mitchell struggling. Huggins goes back to Conquo at the four, and definitely not as offensively gifted as Mitchell, but he was net positive. He played 15 minutes, four rebounds, two blocks, including a big one against Johnny Broom late. Uh, he had five trips to the foul line. He made four out of five. So Oconquo and Bell go nine for 10. And <laughs> Smoking Musket has been arguing this. Those guys make some more free throws in some of those early road losses and West Virginia's in a different situation. But those guys, nine for 10 today, credit to them. The bigs were solid today. And, you know, shout out to the sellout crowd. I mean, Barkley was in the house. He was excited with the comeback. 
but the Mountaineer fans were out in full force uh, and just – I think Barkley leaves that impressed with what he saw. I'm sure if West Virginia makes the NCAA tournament, we'll get to hear Barkley talk about his trip to Morgantown. I'll be interested to see if he adds more detail besides what he gave today, which was essentially the only reason I'm coming to West Virginia is because of Bob Hawkins. <laughs> uh, doesn't guy doesn't hold punches. Um, and made it known. <laughs> this is not somewhere I'm visiting on vacation. I'm coming here strictly for one guy. And so in what I considered not a must win, West Virginia gets the win. And, you know, we're talking uh, just a week ago, West Virginia loses to Texas. The team seems kind of lifeless, beat down, one and six in the Big 12. And cut to a week later, a 2-0 week, conference road win, home win over a top half SEC team, 1-3 of 4. And they get to ride the wave of Big 12 is the best conference in America. Like, credit to West Virginia for winning this game, but also part of the larger narrative of which it, it already existed, especially this year of like, Big 12 is dominant. No, what's the true bottom of this conference? Every team is really good. And then cut to the Big 12 winning the SEC challenge. Seven wins for the Big 12, three for the SEC. Kansas goes to Rupp Arena and beats Kansas. And then, you know, the I'm air quoting, bottom teams in the, in the Big 12, West Virginia beats Auburn. Oklahoma beats the brakes off of Alabama. Number two Alabama was down at 30 at some point, ended up losing by 24 in Norman. Oklahoma State beats Old Miss. Texas Tech winless in the Big 12. Texas Tech goes to LSU and beats them. And there, you know, Isaacs is sitting, and their big guy who just recently got eligible, he was sitting. Both of them were in the boot. Against WVU, they didn't play. They still beat LSU. So super strong Big 12. Here, what's crazy, Ken Pomeroy's computer. West Virginia, I check the before and after as far as how they're ranked in Ken Pomeroy's computer. Not much difference by getting a win over Auburn. You go to 0-7, <laughs> you go to 0-6 Texas Tech, or you go to 0-7 Texas Tech and win, and you get a boost. You get a jump. Auburn, eh, that's fine. <laughs> no biggie. Owen, Owen 7, Texas Tech. Ooh, I like what I see. So great week, a week that was definitely needed. And so the bracket matrix, bracketmatrix.com, has WVU on the bubble, but has them in the NCAA tournament as of right now. And there's 10 games left. So five are on the road, and that's the bad news. The five road games, they're all difficult, and they're all teams above you, but those are all opportunities uh, to try to get another road win in the conference. And then the five home games include three teams at your in your arena, you know, as far as the, in the standings of the Big 12, towards the bottom, I'm air quoting, bottom half. And then you have the other two teams who are tied for first, but one of which you went there and took them to overtime and almost beat 
one of the first place teams on New Year's Eve. So can you know you know where I stand on the and just history says West Virginia loses four in a row. They're going to have a losing record. Can they break? Can they be the exception to the rule? Can they break the four losses in a row curse this season? If Eric Stevenson is out of the crotch grab slump, uh, it's a possibility. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Bengals, Chiefs, AFC Championship rematch, 49ers, Eagles, the Eagles are back after a few years away. Should be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to both games. Cincinnati's geographically the closest to me, so nice to see the Bengals repeat. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Bob Huggins was talking post-game. Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins was talking about how he got to know Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley went to the fish fry on Friday night, helped Bob Huggins raise $2 million plus to help build a cancer hospital in Morgantown. So fantastic work. Bob Huggins is getting it done with the fish fry. And he brought Charles Barkley in. And post-game, he was talking about how he got to know Barkley through Nike events where they're all together, all these folks under the Nike umbrella, and they're, Barkley and Huggins are playing golf together. You know, they're playing uh, cards together. And can you imagine, can you imagine being in a card game with Charles Barkley and Bob Huggins? That seems unfathomable and and daunting. I mean, uh, let me put my cards on the table. I am not a good poker player. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What do you need to have, you know, to be good at cards and to specifically be good at poker? I mean, you got to be smart. Ugh. Uh, you can't get too nervous because people can read you. A lot of poker is reading your opponent. And so I'm always going to be read as super nervous. Oh, that guy looks like he's about to throw up. I bet he's got a really good hand. Not confident, you know. All bad things at the poker table. And so how intimidating would that be? Bob Huggins. Number one, super smart. We all know that. Number two, intense poker face. I can only imagine him having some kind of hat on, kind of tipped low, um, Bob Huggins' face. I mean, you're basically seeing Bob Huggins' poker face on the stool. You know? <laughs> and 
super intimidating and because he's a super confident guy doesn't want to lose barkley would be scary at the card table uh i think you could read him better but also i could see charles barkley threatening like <laughs> threatening you <laughs> like if you call i'm going to slap you and he's and then he starts laughing you know it's like yeah charles barkley he's you know he's telling a joke but do i want to find out if he's joking you know, so that'd be that'd be menacing. So it got me thinking. Card table for five. So let's all play this uh, in our head, and then you're going to have your own answers, and let me know who you've got for the answers here. But we're playing five card draw, and you walk up to the card table. You have one of the seats. The other four seats are filled with guys from the Huggins era at WVU, coaches and players. Which four guys would you, if you saw them in the four seats, would say, you know what? I am not leaving with my money. <laughs> I'm leaving empty-handed. Might have a good time, uh, but definitely not winning tonight. Uh, I'll let you think about it while I tell you who my four are. And I've already given you a... Uh, an idea of who one of the seats is going to be. I think Bob Huggins, I have him as an excellent card player, excellent at poker for the reasons given. Off topic, shout out to Bob Huggins. I swear, and I I didn't bring this up on the podcast when it happened, but one of these midweek press conferences, I swear I think I saw Bob Huggins with one of those uh, like flossers, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like it's a plastic thing with a little piece of floss in between the two prongs. I feel like Bob Huggins came to a press conference with one of those tucked in his in his ear. <laughs> I'll try to find that and put it on the internet. Did you notice that? Is that a thing? Is that an uh, a older person thing? Has that replaced the toothpick for? And you, we all know somebody who's toothpick guy or woman, but have we replaced it in 2023 with the flosser? Because <laughs> I saw, I swear, I think I saw Huggins do that. Um, in my opinion, a little gross, tucking that behind the ear, but the toothpick is gross too. I mean, because you're actually typically having that in your mouth. So anyways, at the card table, I have Huggins with the with the cap kind of lowered so you can barely see his eyes and also in his ear a flosser so he's got one seat another seat i have Darius nichols under the idea of great poker face right like ultimate poker face of any guy from the huggins era also Darius nichols at the table the quiet one there's always a quiet one not really you know like like laughing with the jokes and stuff, but kind of keep him to himself. But you look at the end of the night and he's got all the chips. You know what I mean? Also picture Darius Nichols like, hey, guys, let's have another round. And Darius Nichols gets his round and he either fake sips it or he does like the uh, acts like he's he's taking it back, but also dumping it in the floor. You know what I mean? Like being sneaky on that, like all these suckers getting um, inebriated. I'm going to have sound mind. So I've got Darius Nichols at the second seat. 
13, I got Truck Bryant. Truck Bryant at the card table. You know he's the life of the table, right? I imagine Truck Bryant is kind of reckless <laughs> playing cards. You know what I mean? Uh, you always think he's bluffing. Like, he presents himself as like, ah, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, very uh, loose at the table and bluffs a lot and but you never get it right when you think he's bluffing he's got the he's got a good hand when he shows you he's bluffing he's obviously giving you <laughs> giving you a hard time about it so life of the table i mean i it's the one guy that if i see i might just turn around like i, I but on the flip side i'm gonna have a great night <laughs> i'm playing cards with truck bryant I'm gonna be I'm gonna be poorer, uh, but the the most intimidating of my four is Truck Bryant, but also in a non-threatening way, like we're having a good time with Truck Bryant. And then the fourth seat that I came up with, Andrew Gordon. <laughs> Remember Andrew Gordon, one season with WVU, transferred to, I think Louisiana Tech, is that right? A Louisiana school. I don't know how to explain this one. I just have a feeling that Andrew Gordon would be good at cards. <laughs> and that's just, you know, you just it's just a feel on this one and worthy of the fourth seat. If I had to explain, perhaps, and then I'm not making a judgment on Andrew Gordon's character, but I just picture him at the card table with a shirt that has like a pocket sleeve, like a, a front pocket. And I just picture if you looked in the pocket sleeve closely, you would see like multiple aces. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he's, he's kind of, he might have a handkerchief in the pocket, but then he's, he's grabbing the handkerchief, but also grabbing an extra card. Again, I'm not, that's not a judgment on his character. I just, I just feel like, uh, somehow Andrew Gordon's going to win at cards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so who, who is your most menacing card table? <laughs> Let me know or don't. I've given you mine and I'm not bragging. I, I know how to shuffle cards. This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. You know how it works. Call 304-416-3631. Here's a sample call that you could make to Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Hello, Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Hi, I'm Josh Witt. Guess what? I've got Voltron, all of the Voltron, all put together, and I've got the individual pieces. Do you want it? great uh and you'll give me cash see and and scene so definitely with your voltron with your comic books with your action figures with your collectibles call that number have your conversation with freeman sports cars and collectibles and get cash also you can go out and about February 3rd through the 5th, Parkersburg area, Grand Central Mall, Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles will be having a card show and collectible show. So they'll be there at the Grand Central Mall. Be with them February 3rd through the 5th. 
check out what they have. Freeman's Sports Card and Collectibles. The next game for WVU is going to be a tough one. Uh, Just logistically, this is the roughest travel part of the schedule. West Virginia is currently in it. They're going to, they were in Lubbock, Texas on Wednesday, back to West Virginia, and then they're going to Fort Worth on Tuesday. So in six days, Morgantown to Lubbock to Morgantown to Fort Worth, and then back to Morgantown. So in one week, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of miles, a lot of frequent flyer miles. But West Virginia will play Tuesday, 9 p.m., ESPNU, Fort Worth, the rematch with the TCU Horned Frogs. So just as a um, matchup based on the schedule, TCU lost their game. They were one of the three Big 12 losses today. Lost to Mississippi State in Mississippi in overtime. So not a good setup t- getting TCU coming off a loss. Uh West Virginia beat TCU in Morgantown uh, a little while back, and so TCU will want to get revenge. Um, the variable here, Mike Miles, clutch Mike Miles, did leave with an injury during the game with Mississippi State. So, listen, Mike Miles, you're really good at basketball, and you have prospects of playing basketball as a career and you've really got to pay attention to your body and how you're feeling and so listen man if you if you're dealing with an injury and i'm not saying this because of my bias i'm saying for you you have to think about you and your and the rest of your college career and then how that's going to translate into your professional career so I want you, I wish you a speedy recovery, but also don't rush back. You know what I mean? Um, be in the training room. Be supportive of your team. There's, you know, you want to be available for the push at the end of the season. Maybe take a break on Tuesday night. You know, focus on you. Again, it has nothing to do with WVU coming to town. It has to do with you uh, getting right. Your health is the most important thing, right? And so I just want you, Mike Miles, you're never listening to this, but if you are, just take care of yourself. Take a break on Tuesday. I mean, not, not take a break from playing in the game. Don't take a break in your rehab and your recovery and whatever the trainers are telling you to do. If they tell you to play, or like that you're cleared to play, are you are you ready to play or should you err on the side of caution? And I'm not the one to tell you that. It's just something I think you should think about. And perhaps after you've thought about it, maybe wait for the next weekend game and, and maybe take a break on Tuesday. Uh, if, if Mike Miles listens to any of that, then that helps WVU's cause. Um, but also, West Virginia's been in these spots where the other team is at home missing a key player, and uh, West Virginia is unable to take advantage of that. So I, I don't have the specifics. I'll work on that. I just have that in my mind of, ooh, we've got a chance. Oh, 
Uh, so every road game in the Big 12 is tough. Revenge game. TCU coming off a loss. But if Mike Miles is taking care of himself and being super cautious with his leg injury, then selfishly for WVU, that might help their 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 opportunity in Fort Worth. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts is a good one. Another one, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 22-23 season. They have 13 wins and they have eight losses.